Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we said, doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art of Shaco. With it, keeping the beans on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city state. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes, sir You tune back into The Fix Your source of faith-infused Hip-hop, R&B, and poetry It's your boy DJ Focus Checking in Hey, and it's your girl Dice Gamble In the building Checking right on in Thank you guys for hanging out with us Once again Tiptoe Tuesday Why not, huh? Yeah We're gonna go ahead and tiptoe right on in to um what healing from our childhood trauma yeah i guess we got to i mean a lot of people are not dealing with it a lot of people are not addressing it a lot of people ain't even don't even think it's a real thing they're not even recognizing it are they no they don't even recognize it that's just how we was raised that's just how Mm -hmm. we was raised yeah well let's be very clear I knew I knew at a very early age, you know, with some of them uh, spankings I used to get from my old man, <laughs> that this wasn't normal. <laughs> Everybody, and little, little Johnny didn't have a household where he had pots and stitching cords and, and belts and stuff in his house. So I know I had to do some dealing. I had some conversations too when I was grown enough to sit down and ask my dad. I said, Daddy, why'd you have to beat me with that extension cord? He said, because you was getting too big. You wouldn't have understood it no other way. He said, what you want me to do, punch in your mouth? I said, no, sir. I didn't want you punching my mouth. I was just still trying to figure out, you know, after, especially after that third whip, I felt like I was in slavery. <laughs> With that stitching wrapped around with the with the tape around it, Lord help me! Don't, I ain't telling nobody to do this, but I'm just saying, yeah, I, I had to go through some serious, serious low conversations with my parents, understanding why they chose to spank me and my siblings the way they did. Now, granted, I'll be honest with you: any any parent, if you are a parent and you are above the age of 35, 40 years old. That's real normal, and it's unfortunate. But uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, just you know, where we where we from, bro? It was whatever they could put their hands on. It was like yes. if I can pick it up, mm-hmm. you can be disciplined with it. Like there was no like off or not. It was not. It wasn't like today where they actually you know were like conscious about. Let me think about if I should pick up this house shoe or this wooden spoon or like you said this extension cord, this pot, this pan. If I should throw this chair, like it was no. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't think about that. They didn't even have to. But times have changed, and we're 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 trying to heal from our trauma. So for those of you who got hit with the wrong side of the belt, you know, if you accidentally got hit with the belt buckle, maybe today is your day. (laughs) 
it wasn't an accident. You got hit with it. It wasn't an accident. You dice, you real funny. You got accidentally got hit. No, no, no. They switched. They switched it on purpose. Because <laughs> I'm tired of telling you about this over and over and over and over again. Bro, the long walks, the long walks. And, it, and shout out, you know, definitely to one of my other co-workers um you know he had shared a story we were going back and forth with these disciplinary actions that our parents used to you know impose upon us and i'm trying i'm going back and forth like you said folks i went down to house shoot extension court you know you name it uh you know everything from almost being choked out you know what i'm saying whips you from the switches with the, with the branches still on it and he's like yeah yeah so let's talk when your daddy hit you with a car <laughs> wow That man, he said he was making a pie. He and his dad asked him to heat the pie up. Got the pie too hot, and when his dad went to go take a spoonful of the pie, it burnt his mouth. He said, "What?" Well, he said, "Well, I'm a kid, so I laughed." He said, "But the look in his eye was rage." He said, "So I ran out of the house, and I'm running down the alley." And he said, "I look up, and here comes my dad flooring it with the car." You know what I'm saying? He said right. he, hit, he hit me with the car, and so you talk. Yeah, these these things create trauma. You know what I'm saying? And it's so funny because we we can sit here and kiki and share the experiences because we made it out of those experiences. But these things really do affect us, like later on in life, how we treat people, how we treat our children, uh, and how we treat just you know how we treat ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So we got to talk about the values today: childhood trauma, acknowledging it, claiming it, seeking help if you need that. You know, understanding what maybe what that thing was, but yeah, mm, it's a real thing. We can't just chalk it up to a cultural norm. You know, what I'm saying like these things will mess with you. Get yeah, in, mess with you. Get yeah, in, mess with you. Ooh. Yep. So yeah. that's our real talk conversations. So keep it locked for that. And uh, come on, our spiritual detox features uh, a super talented artist, producer, mm. musician. He do a little bit of everything. Rick Rogers gonna be joining us today. So Ooh. you already know it's all the way lit. Uh, Rogers you know? neighborhood boy. Yeah, he making music. He got his son making music. He connected to a lot of just dope artists that are just doing some fire things. So yeah, we we glad to get him on today too as well, Dice, and uh, talk about everything dope he got going. So uh, yeah, come on, strap up. You tune into the fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. I know what time it is. Time for our spiritual detox. And listen, we gotta, we gotta, we got one for y'all today. I know we say it all the time, but uh, man, we we got people in this space, man, who's doing powerful things, man. You talk about, man, is he a producer? Is he a rapper? Oh man, he probably done wrote some of the bars from some of some of your, uh, your, your your artists you ain't know about, man. He done done it all. Listen, the super talented Rick Rogers is joining us today. What's going on, brother? Now, Chenna, how y'all doing today, man? It's your boy Rick Rogers, the hit maker, man. Man, you've been doing it for a while, man. I think you've been slept on, man. I got to give you roses, man. Um, I don't think people really know like all the creds and all the work you be putting in for not only yourself but artists. And right. like, yeah, you you've been putting it in. I've been following you, man. Forgive me, I, I should have been reached out to you, but I, I've been following the journey, man. And uh, I just want to salute you, man. Thank you for everything you've done, man. In this space, man, you have championed for CHH for a while now, bro. Well, I really appreciate that, man. For real, for sure, for sure. Come on and talk about it a little bit, man. Share a little bit of your faith journey with the people, man. Maybe how you develop your own personal relationship with Christ. I mean, um, of course, as a child, I heard about. God, I heard about Jesus, but it never was like really put on me. You know what I'm saying? And then um, 
just over the course of time, I guess like the things the world would say about Jesus, like the things you could find on the internet, things like that caused me to turn completely away, like to the point where I was believing like all this manifestation stuff and like kind of like everything everybody else be getting into, like the law of attraction and all these different things like that. But, um, you know, uh, being a father, being in the music industry, uh, so many things kind of like drove me to like depression and different things like that. You know what I'm saying? And I would never, I never had a fix for anything. Like I never knew what to fix anything, but what it is, is I started traveling with my boy, um, named Marcus Rogers. Well, before the traveling, what it was is he would ask me to hop on his music, like be featured on his like Christian music. You know what I'm saying? And, um, what I would do, being that I wasn't a believer, because me and Marcus was like cool for like years. What I would do is I would, any question I would want to really ask God, I would ask on the songs, right? So what that would allow me to do is to play the music over because I'm wanting, so I'm listening to more positive music now. And it's just like, you know, getting in my mind and becoming a part of my life and everything like that. So when I actually started traveling with him, I started meeting like more Christians and stuff like that. I just started seeing a difference in people because I'm used to traveling with like secular artists, like going to their tours and doing these things. And it's like, one of the main thing I noticed is when I'm with secular artists, we always need guns, drugs, and women like all the time. That's like, as soon as you get to the Airbnb, hey, call to get this, we need that, make sure we got a strategy, make sure we got this. And then, but when I start traveling with him, it's like, cause I'm the same broken person in each space. But these people were like, you good? Can I pray for you? Like, So it was just kind of weird to see people that look like me smiling. You know what I'm saying? Where we come from, it's, you don't get that. You can barely say what's up, where we come from. So I just started asking more and more questions over and over. And um, bro, Marcus would never, he would never like try to push nothing. I mean, he just, for one, he would answer any question I had. And then for two, he would always say, um, he would always say, I don't know how you're not famous yet, but I feel like God is holding you for himself. So that would be the extent of it. And then um, I remember just one day I was going to Chicago because he flies out a lot to come record the music and, you know, be a part of the church and everything like that. I just remember being on the plane one time and um, I just had the thought like, dang, if this plane go down, I'm probably going to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like I'm starting to feel it like guys kind of start working on my heart a little bit so i'm like if the plane go down i'm going to hell so i made a decision on the plane that day to actually get baptized you know what i'm saying and once i landed I told bro got baptized and this has kind of been a rap ever since for real listen i love i loved you uh sharing that story and shouts out to pastor marcus rogers man we, we know he's been doing powerful things for the kingdom just talk a little bit more about uh uh him just being himself like I, I heard it very clearly like he didn't push his faith off on you he didn't constantly judge you for whatever you may have been doing if he even saw anything I, I think that's important for the listeners to know that he was building the relationship with you and allowing for room for God to be God because I, I I would argue you going around him and being around him doing music and just seeing how he moved that kind of inspired you to a certain extent didn't it yeah, he he never he never was like, bro, you like you should become, you should this, you should that. He never did that. Like, and I'm being real transparent. Like, this was like I would be fresh from outside smoking a blunt, coming back into the studio, like working with him. You know what I'm saying? Because his thing was like I've been working with bro before 
he fully committed to making Christian music. So when I met him, it was secular Christian, secular Christian. But I wasn't hands-on at the time. My partner was. So we had a relationship then, but I say like six, seven years down the line, he called me to mix some music for him one time. I think he booked a session. And after we did that session, it's just been a wrap ever since. You know what I'm saying? And um, he just, uh, he reminded me of myself so much. He's so, he's so like misunderstood, I would say, like gentle. He's a nice, kind person, like probably the most kindest person I know in my life personally, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, bro, just never pushed it on me, man. It was just, Rick, you trying to come to LA? Yep, Rick, you trying to come here? Yep, Rick, can you come to Chicago to record? Yep, you know what I'm saying? And it's just being around it, I'm asking questions, I'm meeting more people that's believing the same thing, and it's like, I guess it's just like seeing joy on people is just uncommon. So it's like, it got to a point where it's like, I want that. I met this dude named Live. I don't know if you know Live SP, but Live is like the biggest smile I've ever seen on, on a gangster dude. It's like, he used to be, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I used to go, I used to go home like, bro, I really want, I want that. Cause I was uh, depressed for like 10 years. Like, it's like, I always had this life cause where I'm from, I'm, famous like where I'm from you know what I'm saying and right. it's like I could never get the help I really wanted because everybody see what I did in the music and they put me like up here in this space so it was like even when I needed help on the grind I couldn't get it because everybody thought I was this so it's like it looked one way but it's really not that in my real life so it's like for a long time I was like wanting to kill myself like for real <laughs> wow. I laugh at it but I looking back at it now it's like for a long time, nobody would ever know. And I think people people used to make up lies about me getting signed and stuff. So I could never get any help, no push, no nothing. I'd just be going hard by myself for a real long time. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, man. You know, what do you do for your mental health right now, man? Because you, you said a lot, man, and going through those depressed states and even, like you say, uh, thinking about suicidal thoughts. Have you went to any form of therapy or any type of counseling to kind of help you deal with some of those emotions or I mean since I got baptized right and since I choose to believe the word of God it's like I don't even have it no more I mean and I'm, I'm fairly new to this space so don't get me wrong like praise God I don't know though. if I've been delivered from it or whatever you call it but I literally when I see myself I choose to try to see myself how God see me and it's like if I'm here to love others, it's like, I, for one, I don't, I'm not here to even need it if I can get it from him. So I literally haven't thought about it. I don't want to think about it. And it's like, it's, it's almost like my whole life, I felt like I was living in the wrong place because I always looked at, I'm like, why is everything that's wrong right and everything that's right wrong? But when you come across the Bible, it lays it all out for you. So now it's just like, I know who I am. I know what I'm here for. So it's almost like anything anybody says is just unaffected. You know what I'm saying? Everything I hated about me, God loves about me. He just wants me to change things. You get what I'm saying? And that's a comfortable space to be in. Yeah, that's good. Listen, DJ Focus, we got to go to a quick break. We're coming back with more from Rick Rogers. Keep it locked. You're tuned to The Fix. You know The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. You tap back into The Fix. Your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Still got Rick Rogers on, kicking it with us. So, come on, man. Um, You've been around, man. You've done it, uh, you know, on the mainstream side as well as the the faith-based side. We celebrating 50 years of hip-hop this year. Um, Where do you think the state of the the culture of hip-hop is right now, 50 years? Where do you see it at? 
I mean, it's an odd time to ask the question considering D1 has it jumping with the conversation he started, but he's 100% right. And it's like, we all, I mean, if you come from the second side, we was a part of it. So there's no way you could be on this side and not see it for what it is. I think it's, I just think it's in a bad space, man. I think people are blind. And I say that as a person who once was. Like, we think the stuff we're saying is hip, cool, it's gonna get us some money. But the stuff we're saying really penetrate people's minds for real. Like, it's like these little kids really wanna be what they hear. You know what I'm saying? I got to witness that firsthand with my own son. Because me growing up, I didn't know. I'm just rapping regulator, just doing my thing. But when I watched my son, I noticed the music he listened to and the people he would follow online and the people he would try to be like. You know what I'm saying? So it's the stuff he was hearing started happening like in real life. You know what I'm saying? So hip-hop, we need to reclaim it. Like, we need to do something. We need to do something for real, for real, because it's bad. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's why we do what we do in our space. So let me ask you, um, I know you wasn't, you were never signed to a, a label, but do you think, uh, it, it needs to start with the record execs and the labels, label owners first before it starts with the artists? Because to your point, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not letting nobody off the hook. That's not what I'm saying. All I've said is when you trying to do it for a living and you're trying to make money off of it and you see that, this is what they constantly want to push. It's kind of like that thing. Like, what do you choose to do? Like, do you choose to not be a part of it and not use the gift? Or do you be a part of it? And then to D1 point, uh, D1's uh, uh, point, do you evolve and come out of that and do similar, like maybe like a, you know, Jay-Z did with the 444, even though I think it was a little late, but at least he still did it. Do you still educate at the end once you finally secure businesses and money to where you can kind of move on your own what's your thoughts on that um i look at it i I look at it it can be penetrated from different angles for one i don't think it's a one for sure way to get in and make the change now when i think about the people that's in control they can't sell it if ain't nobody consuming it so we don't now you got two different people to look at you know what i'm saying i always look at it that way like we just woke up today and like now we ain't supporting that anymore they're going to naturally change what they want to do. So it's like, if, if McDonald's can sell a Big Mac for 10 years, why are we going to stop selling it? You know what I'm saying? So I do understand it from a business point of view. But then, like I said, I think it's a big difference. And um, I, I do think it's a big difference. And I could I could rap influential without mentioning God. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's when you have that conversation about God, it's, it's really a heart check at that point. Like, your heart got to be right. In your mind, you could just be influential. Yeah, but is your heart for God hurt enough when you lie to somebody? Do you feel bad when you lie? Do you feel bad when you put such a wife? Like, different things like that. So I just think if we're going to attack it from a music point of view, it got to be the content in the music. It can't just be influential. It got to be transforming. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think God comes into play in the whole situation. No, that's real, and, and and we know it's a spiritual battle. So that that's yeah. real. Why do you think we? Uh, the, w- w- <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna say we because we we are part of it too as well. Our oh, culture. Yeah. Why we? Why do you think we continue to consume this music that we know is hurting our spirit, man, as well as our kids and our youth? That it, it's really having an impact on them. Why do you think we continue to support it and buy it and and be at these concerts? I, I'm 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 be honest with you. Like a lot of these concerts, they ain't just youth at these concerts. You got you know adults that's yeah. at these concerts too as well so why do we continue to support this music then 
I think, I mean, I think it's part of a deeper, I think it's really part of a curse for one, because I just look at my life growing up. I spent, all right, it's because it's like the devil did a really good job in tricking us. Like, we don't know that we are love, so we don't know to be love. So we spend our whole life looking for love in which none of us never find it. Like, not the love that we are, that we want anyway. So no matter where you go, you're not going to be satisfied. So it's more so... It's more so everybody learns how to be selfish. Like the world teaches you literally how to be selfish. Like you care for people, but you don't truly love people, right? So everybody's selfish. So it's like, shoot, if I'm making $10 million off of this, yeah, I know everybody knows what they say in their music. They know it's not beneficial. They know the six-year-old or the nine-year-old kid running around talking about getting in all of that. You know what I'm saying? That's not right. Everybody know that. So but the thing is, I'm feeding my family with this, so it don't really matter. Like the world kind of teaches everybody how to be selfish. And then you take a group of people who don't really have nothing. And we have like four major ways that's highlighted for success, which is basketball, football, rap. And it's like, we all gonna, he made it out from where I'm from doing that. So that's what I'm about to do. He made it out from selling drugs. That's what I'm about to do. He made it out rapping. That's what I'm about to do. He made it out rapping about this. The dude that's rapping the positive stuff ain't making it out. I ain't doing that. I'm gonna do this. And I think it's a good mix of people that's really doing it. Then it's a good mix of people that's not truly living that life. But I always look at it like this, not leave it at this. For every rapper that makes 10 million, he's gonna influence at least 200,000 to really go out here in these streets and kill people and kill people. And then out of that 200,000, maybe five of them might be the ones that make the millions. So the ratio just doesn't add up at all. There's more that's people dying than people that's making millions from the stuff that we're doing. That's good, man. Come on, man. I got to talk about all this music before I get you out of here, man. First, man, come on. Talk about your production, Chris, and what you done done, man, over the years, man, for the people who don't know, man. Like, you've been in some spaces that are major. So just shout out some of your production, Chris, who you work with, who you done produce for before we talk about your music. Um, all right, I'm going to be honest because I don't, I mean, I, it depends on what you call production. I started out to beat making beats as production but any room on man i'm overseeing the project you know what i'm saying so if we're gonna look at production from that way but i don't work with some of everybody um i've been in spaces with timberland i've been in spaces with people like puffy i've been in spaces with people like arsenal the rebel um i've been in spaces where i'm writing songs for chris brown submitting songs for kendrick lamar um, just plenty of different spaces for real, for real. Um, i never really actually i had one placement in the music industry out of the whole time I've been dealing with it, but I've always been the person that's that's in the situation, but the situation never becomes mine. It's always like somebody I'm writing for locally that end up getting to deal with maybe that music group, but I'm still that person that's writing the music, engineering the music and stuff like that. Then I have a situation where someone that I'm writing with, doing this with, they go into a situation and get the actual writing deal and I'm still just like the person. So that, it only makes me think back to Marcus saying God is holding you for himself. But I've always been in the mix like for like 10 years. I'm always in the mix. I'm always in the room. But it's always the person I'm with that's getting written for by me and stuff that gets the actual opportunity. And that's just been a story of my life. It's even happening again right now with my son, but it's, I'm blessed that it's happening with my son right now. Yeah, that's good. Talk about that, man, being able to work with your son, man, and teach him music. Oh, man, Rick been 
since three years old, he I knew he had it already. Like he would mm. be on the microphone and sing melodies that he's not supposed to sing. Like and it's just man, um, I could have pushed him. I wanted to. I really even now I'm not really ready to push him how I want. But the world or the internet is is making me have to do it. I honestly wanted my son to learn how to be self sufficient in what he's doing. So if I if you know if I pass today, he can still do what it is that he want to do. So I was kind of waiting for him to start recording himself, start doing this, doing that. But I'm always going to include my son on my album. So that's what's going on right now. And the song that he's on right now is the one that everybody is liking a whole lot. Yeah, right that there. thing fire with carrying the light on it. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. thing fire. Come on, come on. Talk about it, man. Your, your new music, man. What you working on and what you got coming up? Um, During the month of October was a beautiful month, actually. Um, September... In September, I dropped my own solo project. You can still hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. In September, I dropped my own solo project, which is called Ricky Miyagi for Christ. Um, the Miyagi, of course, is from the Karate Kid. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I call myself that because I've all anything I do, I kind of master it, like videos, graphic designs, writing, all that stuff. So it's kind of like a like a spin off of that. And I had three projects before. Rick Miyagi, one, two, and three, which were in the secular realm. So I wanted to end the series with a bang, which would be Rick Miyagi for Christ, because that's when I gave my life to God. So that's September. Then in October, Marcus Rogers dropped the album called Soul, in which I um, engineered the whole thing. And um, he always asked me to get on songs, so I'm on like 12 songs on that album. And then <laughs> Carrying the Light, of course one of the people I actually look up to he's one of the people that I never I thought I would have to break a leg to actually get to work with him you know what I'm saying but it just happened like we did one song we had two songs I sent him another one he said maybe might as well do an EP and I'm like oh, you know what I'm saying that's something that, that's something I wanted to do but I'm kind of I'd be kind of scared to ask because like you know bro put in work I don't want to just pop up on the scene and ask but he was okay with it and that's just where we yeah, and I'm all, I'm dropping another project in December. Yeah. Only reason I'm dropping so much music because as a secular artist, I held on to everything. So right now, I feel like I got two thousand songs that I can't really use. So as a Christian artist, I don't want to look back next year and have five hundred songs in the catalog. I'm just gonna let everything fly. Wow. So 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 what's what's your plans for next year, man? You touring next year, man? Um, I have King Legend as my manager and. Um, like I said, the way I try to live life now is like whatever God want to do, He want to do. Like I, I'm thinking, because uh, I've been millions of streaming stuff with Marcus, you know what I'm saying? But that don't translate to followers for me. So our whole goal is to try to what we call shoot a flare in the air so everybody can see, like, oh, that's the dude that was on this for all these years. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that was our plan. But God right. is like, uh uh-uh, uh, we're going to use Lil Rick. So. It's kind of hard for me to try to set plans because he always like anytime I have been setting plans, but since I've been baptized, God just do it a whole nother way. So I'm just I'm literally trying to get out the way at this point and just let him do whatever he, he want to do. Listen, Rick, we appreciate you rocking with us, man. Tell the people how they connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms. All right. Um, Rick Rogers, the hit maker. You can find me on Facebook at Rick Big Culture Rogers and on Instagram. You can find me at Rick Rogers Worldwide. And that's R-O-G-E-R-S. You won't find it with a D. And the single by default is the song called All I Need. 
Future and Care in the Light and my son. We just put the clip out. And the clip has been constantly growing all day long since been 10 days now. I don't even know how viral works, but it's just going up at its own pace. And everybody loved it, man. I don't know what to say. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a certified banger. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how to lose. Yep, yep. We back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And uh, it's time to get real in these streets, Dice. And uh, today, yeah, we're going to talk about it. This one is going to hit a little different. Uh, I think a lot of people don't address this and don't, um, you know, depending on what the situation was, don't even talk about it. Like they just compress their feelings and Hmm. and, and never uh, deal with, uh, you know, things that may have happened to them during their childhood. So, yeah, we're talking about it. Inner childhood healing. We're going to talk about it today. I think it's much needed. as we talk about, you know, being in, you know, in this season of understanding ourselves, emotions, emotionally and, and mental health, you know, childhood trauma can have a lasting effect, not only on our mental health, but also on everybody we are in the circle with or impact. <laughs> mm-hmm. People don't even know, you know, uh, we talked to uh, shouts out to. Um, my wife, uh, we, we, we have these uh, great conversations with uh, we, we, we get the opportunity to be marriage mentors at our ministry that we attend. Mm. And um, one of the things when we have the, the childhood conversation, it always comes up where somebody has had something that 30 years later, 20 years later, 15 years later, they're still allowing for something that happened to them, which is real. Not saying that, they, you know, they shouldn't feel it the way they feel, but they haven't dealt with it. So they kind of just like they bring it up and, and, and we see them trigger words. Like, you, you know, them trigger words or, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody's whole tone and everything, you know, they're cool, calm, collected. And all, all of a sudden they raise their voice or all of a sudden they stop talking and, and we know, oh, my goodness, we, we my wife, my wife is good at that. She's like, all right. Yeah, we, we got it. We got We're going to circle back to that. Keep that question right there. We're going to circle back to it because they didn't answer it the way that we know they should answer it because they might be dealing with something. So, yeah, that's why I want to talk about it. Just dealing with inner childhood trauma and understanding, um, you know, the psychological impact on it, especially when you talk about from early experiences that, uh, you know, people have dealt with and them not healing in the process. We got, we got a lot of wounds out here. We got a lot of wounded people, Dice. Well, I think, yeah, (laughs) you already know I got plenty of thoughts on this. Somebody who spent so much money at therapy or had, uh, counseling sessions with mentors and men and women of God and even just, uh, definitely lived a lifestyle surrounded by people who were definitely mentally challenged in ways that were common to me and my upbringing. But I wanted to definitely read this more than two thirds of children. Uh, are affected by some type of trauma in their childhood, psychological, physical, sexual, uh, community violence, school violence, witnessing or experiencing domestic violence, natural disasters, displacement, terrorism, um, exploitation, violent loss or sudden loss of a loved one, a refugee experience or war experience, uh, military family related stressors, deployment, parental loss or injury. Uh, physical or sexual assault, plain old neglect and being left alone or serious accident or traumatic life threatening illness. So two thirds of children in the world 
have been affected. So when you talk about therapy and needing to go talk to somebody and needing to get free, because the average person, if you don't deal with this by 16, you take it into your future. And I think I was sharing this with you before a couple weeks back. I said, man, I was talking to my husband about something. I said, man, don't let the five-year-old you keep you from the 40-year-old you. Oh, don't you do that. Like you need to go put a noose around his neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this dude is blocking all your blessings, you know, blocking all your thoughts, all your get to do's like, and this, to me, I think it's a trick of the enemy because let me be honest. There is only the present, you know, the Bible's very specific about this. We can't change what happened yesterday. And you don't know what your future holds, only God. So right now you need to be very present in where God has brought you to. Be grateful for what he's brought you through. Yes. But just always remember, like, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. But whatever he brought you through, you through with it. And you you have to choose to be through with it. And so we often talk about forgiveness and things like that. And and I'll be honest with you, some of you need to practice the art of forgetfulness and, and Alzheimer's and an amnesia. You need to practice that intentionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, yeah. because... <clears throat> biologically and this is where you know we always talk about faith and science this is where science undeniably is equal to faith your brain can't distinguish what is real and what is fake if you're thinking it so if you're replaying the audio and video of a traumatic event that happened to you when you were four or five or six your brain is going to give you the same stress hormones and stress you back out, increase your heart rate. If you got cancer in there anywhere, it's going to double your cancer set. Like it, it just, it, it brings you back like teleportation. That's why the Bible is very clear out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, but we know life and death are in the power of the tongue. So whatever you say it is, that's what it is. Like we have the ability to speak life into people and into things and to situations. So if at every family function, you bringing up what happened when you was nine, you're reliving that you're causing other people to relive that your body's reliving that you're bringing it back into the spirit realm and manifesting it all over again and now you mad and you want to fight at the barbecue when it's somebody's birthday so it's important that you deal with this and this is hard for people because people are afraid but i'll be real with you that's a trick of the devil that's an absolute trick of the devil it's like listen how do you lock me and freeze me in fear when the bible is very clear i was not created Mm-hmm. For that, God didn't make me to even possess to have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. So if I'm always walking in God's power and in my the soundness of what it really is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. I should be loving on people differently, you know, and having a different type of empathy and saying, because I, I had to bring this up to somebody. And one said, like, yeah, I can't even believe what such and did to me. I said, well, wow, can you imagine what the other person did to them? Like if they did that to you, what happened to them? Mm-hmm. But but we can't get past it because we still stuck on what happened to us. But it's like, yeah. So somebody probably did way worse to them. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> when do we go back and address things? How do we address things? Like you were saying, like childhood trauma. Like how do we tiptoe back to that? And I'll be real with you. It's a straight up fact. People going to lie to you. They're going to act like it didn't happen. They have their own perception of what it was. I say you always want to confront it bring the facts this is what happened what was up with that yeah you know what i'm saying like i've forgiven you i love you i'm here for you is there anything you want to share with me you know to give me a different a deeper understanding and if not i'm good 
because I already gave you to Jesus. I gave you to Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I figured out that something definitely was happening to you. <clears throat> but I just, you know, and sometimes people are like, man, thank you for recognizing I was sick. <laughs> right. I was absolutely sick. And this, like I said, it's a hard one. But if you love people and we're called to love, focus, this is our faith. We're called to love our enemies. What? We're called to love our neighbors as ourselves. We're called to love our enemies. So everybody, we're we're supposed to love everybody. It don't matter what they did to you. But you cannot stay locked in a time like you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't stay locked in time. You have to live in the now. You know, God is a very present God. God is a now God, right now God. God ain't a oh go back in the past and fix that and make my life perfect. God, uh, uh-uh. you think Jesus' life was perfect? No. Talking about it today, uh, we gonna talk about it a little bit more. Uh, dealing with your inner childhood healing, and uh, I'm gonna pick back up on uh, uh, you said something about forgiveness. Uh, I mm. want to touch base with, but we gotta go mm. to the break. We coming right back with more. Keep it locked. You tuning to the fix, and the fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Yep, we back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. In the middle of this real talk conversation, we're talking about it, how to deal with inner childhood healing. Mm. And uh, you brought some stuff up on forgiveness, Dice. I want to uh, just circle back to because I think sometimes forgiveness and healing from past hurts it's rough. I, I get it. I, I know you know we we supposed to be strong in the Lord, but I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. But no, I, listen, I had what? to get to that place. I had to get to that place, and I know his no, scripture. I'm, to I'm, I, go, no, hold on to the scripture. But I'm asking you why this is good. So you're gonna get some people free. Yes. So what? for me, yeah, for, me for me particularly, it was spiritual maturity. I'm be honest with you. I I I one, I was not using the tools I needed to deal with the situation the right way. I was doing it the worldly way. What I knew. How did that's 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 really that seriously, I ain't gonna make it all deep. Like that's what I was doing. So it's no different. Listen, we both come from the streets, diced. Mm-hmm. If somebody do something to you in the streets, you know you got to go back and do something to them or mm-hmm. the whole hood know you soft. Mm-hmm. So like I was dealing with problems like we dealt with stuff in the streets. Yeah, yeah. Disrespectful to me, I'm going to be disrespectful to you. Mm-hmm. You be cool with me, I can be cordial with you. But it, however you want to take it, this is how we're going to take it. So no different than when, like you say, somebody had did something to me from a childhood perspective. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I never forget it. <laughs> and, and I know uh, this, this is crazy, but I bring this story up all the time because <laughs> my father wanted to make sure he knew I had to protect myself. But some would argue I should have looked the other cheek from a biblical standpoint. It was this bully that chased me home. Third grader, I'm in the first grade. He, he chased me home. I got home, ran in the house, blah, blah, blah. My old man on the couch, I run by him, go to the house, you know, in my room. Mm-hmm. He like, he come in the room like, what's wrong with you? You ain't never ran. He's like, yeah, you ain't you ain't in the track. What, what's going on? <laughs> why, yeah, why you? I mean, I was smoking. First thing smoking, you ain't gonna catch me. You too big. I know if you, you catch me, it's over. But uh, I told him, I said, yeah, you know, this guy was picking on me because of my shoe. He liked my shoes. I had a brand mm-hmm. nice pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. He kind of bullying on me. I didn't know if he was going to try to take them from me. Again, mm-hmm. I come from a neighborhood and yeah, people just take your stuff if you let them take your stuff. So, mm-hmm. no, I just got these brand new shoes. I like these shoes. You ain't taking my shoes and you bigger than me. So I took off. <laughs> Boom! I first thing smoking. I, I ain't even look back. You know, you know when you running good when you don't even never look back. 
you just go a couple blocks home. So I get home, whatever. But he said, no, no, you're going to deal with this. You're going you're gonna to go uh, this. He knew who to get because he was kind of like maybe two or three blocks away. So mm-hmm. he was in the in the neighborhood vicinity. He's like, mm-hmm. no, no, we're going to go over here right now and handle this. So yeah, my old man made me go over there and fight this third grader. Uh, and that took taught me a valuable lesson. But with that lesson, I had to understand and learn biblical perspectives later in life. So again, I, I tell everybody, even though I was going to church every Sunday, I, I did not understand how to read my Bible. I didn't mm-hmm. understand how to, to uh, do an effective prayer. I didn't understand gifts of the spirit. It's so many things. I just was like, just there for the motion. Like I'm sitting there. Okay. I'm not getting nothing out of it. I'm not being filled to my extent. I didn't feel like I was being filled. So yeah, I was just kind of going with the motion. So yeah, that's why I say, yeah, a lot of this stuff was spiritual maturity for me. Cause it took me some time to understand that. Okay. I can't handle the street way or I can handle it guy's way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I say spiritual maturity. When I say some that's people. Why are don't. not spiritually grow you know don't 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 have the spiritual growth mm-hmm. to say you know what even though you hurt me i'm not gonna allow for you to, that that hurt from 15 years ago 20 years ago to continue to keep me in the suppressed state because usually the person that hurts people mm-hmm. they ain't thinking nothing about you you the one in your head thinking about them and thinking about that situation they didn't forget about that and they moved on to somebody else being honest because hurt people hurt people that's what that's they right. do that's they're right. in the line of just hurting people all the time yes. you know you talk about I, that's just yeah, what they do yeah. so yeah so i know the scripture that helped me when i was dealing with hurt with forgiving people who did me wrong ephesians 4 uh 32 it says uh be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as christ god forgave you so again until i understood the price that christ paid until i understood that christ would forgive me for anything until mm-hmm. i understood grace and understanding mm-hmm. how grace works mm-hmm. mercy works no dice I, yeah i'm gonna I'm keep it funky I, I'm, I'm gonna go on the streets and yeah you slap me i promise you i'm gonna hit you with a brick <laughs> you can't just slap me and just walk away I, yeah i feel he, like he, nah. he meant he meant he meant brick wall but- no 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 the brick the brick no no i come from the ghetto so yeah the, the bricks yeah we had bricks that's falling off a wall no no we yeah we yeah we, yeah, we come from that era where yeah you pick up a stick a brick ain't nobody yeah come on come over here if you want <laughs> So pray for me. Yeah. I'm not doing that no more, but I'm just saying that's the era where I no. come from. So right, yeah, right, right. You protect yourself at all times. <laughs> no, no, but you know what? You bring up a, a very good fact. I thank you for sharing that because I, I wanted people to know because this is something I think we failed at in the church. And like I say, I always own these things where you're like, all right, just go pray about it. You just got to forgive. No. And to your point, like that ain't gonna work. That, that, yeah. that ain't gonna work. No, no, that ain't gonna work. It's a pr- if I'm, I thank you because you didn't went to eight eight seminary classes. You know how to read your Bible. I don't, so that ain't gonna work for me. But but I'm saying when you are mature in the faith, yes. that is the advice we give because we know that's where God wants us to be. But to your point, if I'm not there and I'm still like. I might still I might have been physically affected from altercation from my childhood. So every day I look at it. Yeah, I got a constant reminder of what I really want to do to this person who did said thing to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like um, that art of forgiveness. We we need to know 
that we have to do that, why we have to do that, and how freeing it gets us. You know what I'm saying? Because it frees us up from thinking about it every single day, replaying the audio and video, being able to be in the same room with the person. Like I, I shared this with you before. I was like, I gave myself 15 minutes. That's that's my time limit right now in my faith is you're not going to get to offend me longer than 15 minutes. So you may say something sideways to me. You may do something. You may be totally off and, and said something on an accident. You only get 15 minutes of my energy because I realize who I am now. I have to always have my eyes open to what God is bringing me to. And if I'm in the room where all my blessings are and you just happen to say something silly, I can't get distracted because you said something silly. I got billionaires in the room. I'm trying. I need to go contact and connect with them instead of being stuck on you and asking you well, what you mean by that. Going back and forth. No, that's childish. Very, very childish but I'm glad we're bringing this up like the things that have happened in our childhood like I remember being in spaces where people just the art of cussing somebody out the art of road rage being quick fast in a hurry to slap somebody or to mm-hmm. push somebody or to call somebody ugly or you stupid or you so you know you ain't you know like the art of this you know like that's that's the childhood trauma you know what I'm saying it's like and these are things that you pick up and you'll take them with you into your future and you're like you don't even understand why your blessings get blocked and it's because you're taking something into a space that ain't gonna work so God is like man until you really let go of not trusting women and I sh- I shared this with you before I said man I remember growing up and there was a lot of women around me but don't trust no women you know they take your man and so it's like it limited me from having good relationships with women until I got older and moved away from where I was raised and then I learned that no women are your allies goofball like they're gonna share with you all the wisdom and knowledge that they have to help you prevent from you know failing in your relationships and things like that it's not and they're not everybody ain't trying to sleep with who you with you know what I'm saying like come on like put it into perspective and stop trying to hold a certain childhood standard to someone who's in your adulthood you know what I'm saying like this is and when you're a kid let's be honest you're afraid of a lot you know you're you you don't you don't understand what's going you got a lot of wounds you know what I'm saying like it's it's very different than when you're an adult but this is the benefit I think of being married folks and everybody's not meant to be married so it's no diss to the singles but when you are married you don't even get to run from these ways that you were when you're young because your mate calls it out like okay so why are you like why when I bring this up are you absolutely now you just want to be violent you know what I'm saying like that don't even make no sense like we're just having a conversation and you don't even know how to control yourself you know what I'm saying so what am I saying that's so triggering and then the person will probably tell you well when I was young such and such you say you know and it's like I'm not such and such so if you know I care about you and this is a conversation that a lot of married couples have if you know I I done married you so I'm not trying to run from like you don't scare me so I'm not (laughs) trying to run from you like you you passed the interview you know what I'm saying you got the job you know what I'm saying so if you know we together forever you should be able to tell me anything I don't care if it's a body somewhere you know out in Florida you 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 now have a responsibility to be like well what happened what had happened was if you want to know you know what I'm saying if you don't want to know I respect but I'm just saying like your relationship should be so locked tight but sometimes people are so they don't have you got trust issues because because when you was nine you told somebody something and then they went and told your mom and then it turned into this whole big thing it doesn't mean everybody's not trustworthy because something happened to you at nine you know what I'm saying like you gotta put things into context get your emotions aligned with God like 
like your emotions and the things that you have when you were young, like those scary moments. Um, just remember, like some of that is just childhood, you know, being locked in closets, being left out of a game, being picked last, you know, not being picked to be on the team at all. You know what I'm saying? Like I was so little. I remember I sucked at dodgeball, you know, until I got really tall. And then I was like, OK, game on. But when I, you know, nobody would pick me. I remember I remember getting hit with that big. It was a red ball and it'd be like, boom, you know, because it was like a hollow ball. And it just used to hit. You just knocked the wind out of me because I was so little when I was super young. And then I was like, OK, y'all just wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So high school, you don't want to play dodgeball with me because I'm, I'm volleyball, basketball track. So don't. Yeah, you don't want to play that game no more. You know what I'm saying? But like, you don't need to carry that same negative energy into your adulthood where, you know, you was bullied. You know what I'm saying? So forgiveness is a big part of this healing thing. And we are commanded to forgive. So forgiveness is not a choice. If you're a Christian and you're listening to me right now, I don't really care who you like, who did what, how they did it, how long they did it. We are commanded to forgive it is a commandment bro so it's not like an option here where we get to go see the father with all of our animosity stress and unforgiveness that's not how this works Mm. especially after christ went and died on the cross and the last thing he asked for was for us to what be forgiven that's the last thing our lord and savior asked for was for our trifling dirty disrespectful all the stuff we've done and nobody saw and nobody's seen and people don't know Christ died for that. We don't carry that anymore. We're washed anew. So it's like you don't get to sit here and harbor ill will towards people who've done things to you. You get to be just like Jesus and forgive them. I know you had no idea I was chosen. I know you had no idea I was handpicked. I know you had no idea who I was or the effect you was going to have on me. I know you had no idea what the other person did to you was affecting you and you in turn affected me but I forgive you though and God loves you and God wants you to come to heaven just like I'm going and we have to get there and we have to get there quickly and the faster we get there the more we free ourselves up and the faster we free other people up and the quicker we heal from all our childhood trauma because if we still here and we alive and ticking God's not done yeah that's real that's real I know it was long no no we good and we need to have more (laughs) talks about it and and I think that's the thing Um, the more we talk about it within our circles uh, within our households even uh, you know as uh, you raise your kids shouts out to all the parents out there yeah yeah it's okay to have uh, conversations with your kids as you raise them each year maybe put that on your your year list you know what, what do you think mom and daddy did wrong last year how, how I say, y'all need to put that on your 30 day. Don't wait till the end of the year. Because <laughs> y'all tell me in November all the stuff I did. Trust me, Christmas ain't coming. Oh, that's wrong. Listen, you got to forgive too. Listen. Oh, my goodness. Listen, you, DJ Focus, Dice Gabble. We got to go to a break. We're coming back with more. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. And the fix is in. And we back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And this show been off the hook today. I promise you. Um, so many memories so many uh just childhood memories dice and sometimes it's good to go back down memory lane and yeah just testify on where god has brought you from or delivered you from because a lot of that stuff is mental and it'll have your mind in a place where hmm. you might be doing things that are out of pocket out of your character and you don't even realize that you've been doing these things for years and years hmm. and it's because you have not dealt with those childhood traumas that you need to address and know how to you know address your feelings because you know yeah we all have feelings 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we shouldn't let our feelings control who we are. So sure. I, I, that's why I struggle with sometimes when people, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I feel this way. I, I, okay, I get it. I feel it. Yeah, I feel like I should be worth three hundred million dollars too. Now, you know, I, I, absolutely, I feel that way. I, that's not my current state yet. If God want to do it, He'll do it. Yeah. But I, but I can't because I feel like I should have it. Go out and rob a bank tomorrow because mm. <laughs> I feel like I should have these millions of dollars right now. <laughs> that's not how it works and a lot of people are uh, operating on their feelings yeah. especially you talk about a lot of the singles who uh don't want to wait wait for their husband or their wife because mm. they feel like they should have somebody in the middle of the night you know what i'm saying you know all cuddled up you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes sir enjoying the fruits of their labor huh dice <laughs> Oh, man, that's just a battle. It's going to go on forever and ever, man. People are just, uh, you know, so full of themselves and full of pride and, you know, obviously don't want to honor God and, and, you know, always make up excuses. We'll always have those people around, but I'm with you. I'm with you, though. Um, It's tough. It's tough, man. I don't know. Focus. I think some of these people need to go ahead and comment or post up underneath the show if they have changed their ways after hearing you call them out. Well, I'm just calling out the stuff I used to do too. So, know that I ain't just not calling you, you out because, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> you don't, don't you think? Focus and dice over here they ain't living other lives. So, yeah, y'all can, y'all can, y'all can think all y'all want, but yeah, again, if you find some pictures of some imagery from the nineties, yeah, find just, the photos. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, absolutely. Won't he do it? That's what I'm telling really you. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, that, that's definitely me. If y'all find my pictures, this show going viral the next day. <laughs> Don't put them pictures out either. I, bless y'all life. Hey, don't, hey. No, no, don't do that. Don't do hey, that. Don't I'm do not, that. I'm not telling you to. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I know you ain't. That's what I'm saying. It'd be somebody and, petty I, listening I, to us I, right I, now I, and try to put it out. Don't do that. Don't right. don't be don't, don't be petty. Don't be petty pentagrass. Don't be petty pentagrass. Lord help me. Oh my goodness. But no, uh, you know, wonderful, wonderful talk about childhood trauma. And uh for those of you who are still dealing with your childhood trauma, please deal with it. Like just go on and deal with it. You know, it, it's it's done it happened God brought you through you know like Focus was saying God will bring you to it he'll bring you through it and there's always a lesson in it and there's always something to teach after God has you know brought you through that and uh, don't be ashamed like this is a part of the community conversation I I, I think we could have a little bit more in, in our spaces is it's his story it's not your story once you know that you know what I'm saying you came to Christ God and gave you a whole new life that's old so that's that's all old news, you know what I'm saying? And then go get therapy. If you need help, go get help. It's okay. There ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. If you need somebody to talk you through it and you need somebody to help you process, you know, call your friend, mentor, pastor, whoever, your leader, somebody who's been through it before. Um, you know, and get the help that you need. Cause I, I think we all have been affected by something in our childhood. I don't think anybody gets out of childhood and you just not affected. Facts. Facts. All right, come on. We got something to talk about in the streets report. What we got? Oh, sorry about that. Totally distracted. But here are the details of the temporary truce between Israel and Hamas. Uh, There was a four day release program that was agreed upon between both parties since the war uh, kicked off. Uh, since Hamas kicked the war off October the 7th, um, these parties agreed to release hostages slash prisoners, people who have been locked up. And so uh, Hamas is to release 50 women and children. And then Israel is to release 150 women and children held in prisons. And um, this started 
November the 24th, and they have extended it two days, praise God. So I guess they're seeing a little bit of, um, you know, I don't know, maybe this is benefiting both parties now. So uh, each party has pretty much doubled what they said they would release. And also the break has allowed more of the aid to get into both parties uh, that have been affected. So it's been a good thing. Um, you know, and we're talking about childhood traumas. There are a lot of children folks who will be affected by this, who were kidnapped, who were locked up, who are still going through war. So our prayers are up uh, for Hamas and Palestine. Yeah, definitely praying for them and yeah. definitely praying that this truth stays where it is because we've seen enough violence happen. Let's 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 make yeah, this more where than we, yeah, way more than enough. Let's 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 try to rebuild. They, yeah, they, forgive me, not us, but they need to start rebuilding and and really start focusing on the future yeah. and making sure everybody is together mm-hmm. uh, over there. So uh, shouts out and praying for them mm-hmm. and uh, everything that goes into it. And everybody who lost a loved one over there already, mm-hmm. we're definitely praying for y'all. We definitely our condolences go out to you if you lost a loved one we don't take it for granted we everywhere so if you have yeah. listening to us over there we are yeah. definitely our prayers are up with you mm-hmm. and we definitely want to keep you encouraged i'm glad you brought that up because um and for those of you and this is another ad if you are following beat stars uh then you will know that the owner is um of palestinian descent and he actually has a challenge going on right now um he has some free music for you to write to and he will be picking uh i guess who his favorite artists are after you send in the the information so you guys can uh, definitely go to beatstars.com and check that out i thought that was pretty cool oh that is cool yeah shout out to him that is cool absolutely yeah listen we got to get out of here uh we'll catch y'all tomorrow on winning wednesday Uh, We got an exclusive spiritual detox as well as another real talk conversation. You know, Dice going to take y'all to church. Uh, Shouts out to our brother Rick Rogers for stopping through today. Uh, Super dope interview. Uh, He got tons of new music he's working on. Him and his son. He even got his son working on music. So shouts out to you, Rick and Lil Rick uh, for doing what y'all doing for the kingdom. Uh, We definitely going to keep y'all up to date with everything Mm -hmm. once he drops new music. Mm -hmm. We going to get out of here. Go out and be great today, kings and queens. We love y'all. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.